Welcome to the Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. Here we are in episode number four, and today I want to talk about the key insights we've learned from our COVID-19 leadership survey. So here is how we even got to this place. As COVID-19 and its implications started to roll out and all my clients moved remote uh, and sort of found themselves in this new way of leading, a new way of working in managing family and kids and everything else that came with this shelter in place. So during this time, I found myself in many different conversations with clients about what is working for them and what isn't. Things that they've said or done that resonated really well with their team, possibly to my client's surprise. And then things they, their manager has done or said that worked really well for them. Or maybe things that their manager said or didn't say that did not sit well at all with my clients. Equally, things that the company did or didn't do that built trust and loyalty or that eroded trust and loyalty. And as I was going through these conversations, I really started feeling the urge of this needs to be shared. We need to capture these lessons and spread this message, spread the learnings of even though we wake up with the best intentions in the morning, some of the things that we do or say, even when they come from the best intention, they don't sit well with the people that are at the receiving end of our actions or words. And we may not be aware of it. These are the things that are that are often referred to as blind spots. It's things that we didn't realize had this negative implication. And those are often the actions or the behaviors or the habits that can slow down someone's career or shape someone's reputation uh, to the negative. As a leadership coach, one of my responsibilities as a leadership coach is to uncover those blind spots for my clients so that they're removing barriers and things that could get in the way of their progression and acceleration in their leadership career. Now, let's go back to those conversations. As I was thinking of capturing this, I decided to, uh, together with my team, set up a survey. We called it the COVID-19 Leadership Survey. Not a fancy title, but it was really meant to be a two-minute, six-question poll survey to figure out where are we at and what's working and what isn't working. And in this episode here, I want to share with you some of the key insights we got out of the first set of responses. So within about 10 days, we had 57 people respond to the survey. The first question was, how satisfied are you with your company's internal response and communication in regards to COVID-19? There was a scale from 1 to 10, with 1 being not at all and 10 being very satisfied. The average response was at a 5.7. Now, this says that when I look at the chart with the different responses and the allocation of it across that uh, scale from 1 to 10, we can see there was a high number of people who actually gave their their organization a 9 or a 10. And yes, when we look at research and other surveys that are happening right now, we do see that a lot of people and companies have really stepped up the game and focused on people first, on empathy, on overcommunication, things that have worked before, even in good times, but maybe weren't practiced as much that they now have really paid attention to and are honing in on overcommunicating, empathy, and personal support. 
On the other side, we have a good number of people who rated their company at a one, at two, at three, or at four, or maybe even at a five, where there's definitely a lot of room for potential to improve it. And the lower ranking numbers, those are the comp- companies that will suffer most, not financially speaking, because I don't know the industry that they're in. But from the perspective of employee retention, employee engagement, uh, and motivation. And these will ultimately be the factors that would determine how fast a company will be able to rebound and how fast they will be able to adapt. Because without the people behind it who are driving the mission, a company just lost uh, its biggest resource. And we know that, right? But let's get to the fact. So the first question was, what? was the most meaningful thing your company did so far to support you during COVID-19. Here is what I want you to take away from this question. It was very clear that communication, empathy, and care were most prominent in this response. Yes, there were a few responses on a financial support, such as back-to-work bonuses or emergency grants. There were also a few things that were highlighted around making it easier to work from home, such as, you know, Generous work from home policies, goodie packages, shipped meal kits, virtual team bonding events, and uh, new technology that was implemented over the over the weekend that really showed, hey, we want you to be set up for success here in your role, and we do what we can to support you while you work from home. But what stood out most was empathy and care plus communication. Setting up weekly video calls with the CEO or with the leadership team. Ask me anything sessions with the executive team where no questions were off the table. Ending communication on a positive note, hopeful note, and a a positive outlook. Establishing bi-weekly calls with the broader team, having one-on-one sessions with each team member, providing constant communication on new developments, creating a resource library, uh, including video messages from their senior leadership team or executive team. Those were the key things that stood out from all the answers that we received. Now, in the bucket of empathy and care, people really appreciated that companies offered support groups, that they offered additional PTO days to care for kids and family members, that they asked for employees' ideas on how to best move through this and what kind of support they need to prioritize employee safety and their well-being. And to really sort of check in on a personal level. This is not necessarily a problem of common sense, right? But it's a question of common practice. Those things are not, well, I had no idea. Yet, so many companies did not do it. But those who did, they got some brownie points with their employees because clearly this was showcasing the the care for their employees and established a sense of loyalty and trust between employee and company. Now, there's a few things that people didn't like, and I wanted to address those as well, right? We wanted to highlight the good practices and also address what did not sit well. 
we had several responses who mentioned that they had to pay out of pocket for Zoom upgrades or for hardware to work from home. Uh, someone had to actually go buy a computer because it would have taken four weeks for the company to get that computer to their house. Uh, they had to pay for their own Wi-Fi upgrades and things like that just did not sit well. So being generous during this time and providing the additional financial support that was needed from the employees to be set up for to work made a big difference. And then, of course, we had people who did not see good communication from their company. There was a lack of leadership when it came to communication to third parties, such as vendors or partners that people were working with. Or it was inconsistent communication between the company offices and the satellite office versus the headquarter or different local offices versus maybe bigger offices. So lack of consistency, lack of transparency of what was really going on. I want to highlight here, it's so important that we communicate transparently and we communicate the decisions that we have made but also the decisions we have not yet made as as much as you can remove unnecessary uncertainty the better off you'll be in regards to your communication and then there were a few people who didn't have a weekly one-on-one with their managers or not even a bi-weekly one or had to ask for one. This is definitely a no-no and it showed in this survey. So you want to make sure that you have your cadence uh, set in, you're meeting with everyone on your team, either ideally weekly, if not, then at least bi-weekly, especially during this current time. A big no-no was also not showing empathy and care, right? Not demonstrating that employees are important, not personally checking in with calls or emails, being more concerned with the to-dos and how to talk to clients than about making sure that clients are well and feel taken care of. A lack of appreciation. So appreciation is anyways a critically important uh, part of leadership But during this time, it is even more so. There's one lesson here that I want to pull out is just to emphasize appreciating other people and saying thank you and being grateful and recognizing them for what they do and maybe the extra miles that they're taking right now. It may not be on top of your priority list because it's not most urgent, but please consider that it is most important right now. So who can you appreciate today? To whom can you give a big thanks and or recognize a success? So if we had to sum this up in terms of what people didn't like that companies did, it was definitely having to pay for things upfront, not getting consistent, clear, transparent, and frequent communication, and not feeling heard, cared for, or appreciated. Then we ask, what was the most meaningful thing your manager did? And there were five things. Number one, it was communication again. Obviously, when it comes to communication from a broader perspective, your manager plays a key role here to sort of translate the broader company communication down to you and your team and what that means for you and your team. The second was trust. So really trusting that people will do their job at home, even if they were out of sight. Trusting people's judgment was a big part. Then Empathy comes up again, just being empathic, checking in, showing personal care, listening. The fourth part was flexibility, allowing flex time to care for family member, being flexible with working hours, being flexible with adjusting deadlines and so forth. The fifth part was all about bonding, creating a bonding experience with other people on the team through virtual activities, through bringing people together to brainstorm, to creating support groups and so forth. And of course, 
the last question that we asked was, what did your manager do or not do that you did not like? And there were three things that stood out that I want to share here with you. Number one was expectations. So people did not like when their manager was unclear on goals or expectations on them during this time. There was a lot of things we had to process and it was really easy for everyone and still is to stay focused right on the key priorities. And if we don't get the guidance from our manager, it makes it even harder because we could be distracted and run in 10 different directions. So being really clear on goals and expectations is critically important right now and will make it so much easier for everyone on your team to be productive and motivated and engaged. The second part was all about communication. So insufficient outreach to team members, lack of open communication about what's going on, uh, inconsistent communication, all those things make it harder on the people on your team. And the third one was about connection. So not being available, not acknowledging concerns, not creating these bonding experiences, uh, not communicating often enough, Those were things that made it more difficult for people to navigate through this crisis. So that what that means for you is you want to make sure that you're setting really clear expectations and goals for your team. You obviously communicate often, transparently, honestly, as honestly as you can, consistently in terms of to whom you communicate and you're spreading the same message um, at any given point in time. And then connecting to really show that empathy and care, connect with people, being available for people, caring for them personally, acknowledging their concerns and putting people first. Well, we keep collecting insights from this survey. So if you're interested in participating and receive the results for our next release of of data, then head over to www.ramonashaw.com forward slash COVID-survey and you'll be able to participate in a short two-minute survey. So we'll be collecting more insights to help us capture the leadership lessons we learn during these current challenging times. And with that, I wish you all stay healthy, take good care of yourself, and I'll see you next week. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.